Acts. The book of Acts, uh, chapter 15, verses 36 and 41. Acts chapter 15, verses 36 and 41. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go back and visit our brethren every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. And he went through Syria, Sicilia, strengthening the churches. If you want to put in one liner uh, of today's uh, meditation, you can all say, what's the crack? <laughs> what is the crack? How are you doing? Okay. <laughs> so when I came to uh, Dublin City, um, you know, I came across a few local sayings. You know, one of them was, what is the crack? So. It didn't crack my mind, but, <laughs> but so, uh, later I, I, I came to know different uh, way of uh, asking, how are you? You know, when I went to countryside, someone asked me, how is it going? So, um, so that's all uh, we are going to meditate uh, from the book of Acts chapter 15 from those two verses. A um, few years ago, uh, when I was teaching teenagers um, in the Vacation Bible School, I asked all the teenagers to do a mini project, which was uh, take a piece of paper and write down where your grandparents came from. I mean, which church they came from, and what is the name of the church, and who founded it, and what is the significance to it, and what is your current role in the church, something like that. So all the children, you know, because they are teenagers, they are very, their mind is very creative. They made a big poster. Uh, they had photos um, uh, pasted as well, and then who founded it? Most of the churches um, were, were found by um, uh, British and Danish missionaries in some parts of the India. And then uh, what were the difficulties they faced and uh, how the church grew from one member to many members? Even some of the churches have branches into the local, uh, into the local cities and villages and things um, like that, so on and so forth. What was interesting to look into all the posters were, one of them was, like us. You know, they, they, they didn't, I mean, the founders didn't jump from heaven. They were all like our, ourselves. God spoke to them individually, so they left their comfort zone. They left everything, their family, whatever job they had, they left everything. They simply trusted Lord Jesus Christ and then went to different parts of the world. They went through a lot of persecution. It's not easy to uh, start a church. Um, in Western world, the, uh, the, the missionaries, they, they might have had some, you know, some sort of uh, vehicles to go from point A to B, whereas the countries they went in, they, they had to walk like St. Paul did. And some, some places the roads weren't easy enough. Some missionaries, they died, other missionaries survived through different um, uh, 
things and then eventually the, the uh, church started and then church grew people came to the church keep, people came into faith and a lot of hymns that were originated uh, during the point of uh, uh, you know either tri tribulation or persecution you know it's it's wonderful to go back to see what church we we came from for example you know if, if i ask you someone you may say that my my grandparents were from you know athlona whatever whatever county or uh, city or town village i just go back to see uh, you know the the foundation stone who who founded it and how was the church back then how is the church now and what uh, maybe talk to the priest or whoever is what is the future of the church you know and then bring back uh, your children into that conversation as well because Paul did one wonderful thing. Paul did pass on the uh, torch to Timothy, young Timothy, and then many other believers. They carried the torch, not literally, but here, and then they passed on to uh, generations, and then the generations gone by. We are the ones still uh, you know, holding on to the truth and the torch. Now it's our role to pass it on to our children. The reason why I'm saying is, like Paul, we are facing a lot of issues. Our, our thinking, our morality, our position in Christ, our, our decision-making, everything is based on Christ, uh, Christian principles are the biblical foundations. Now, it, it doesn't matter what country you are in, these, you know, it looks like the beliefs are the system, are the procedures that the world are trying to introduce is sending a fear that this Bible is going to die, but actually the truth is uh, truth. Truth, uh, but the truth is not. Um, you, you, we all know from uh, reading, um, you know, Revelation that some church they didn't listen to the, uh, listen to Christ's um, uh, warning. No believers, the ch church was destroyed. But now we know that in the middle of persecution, there are churches in Turkey and many other places. So. Nobody will destroy church because in Matthew's um, Matthew chapter uh, Matthew chapter 16 uh, verse 18 says that the gates of hell will not prevail the church. So that is the truth. Doesn't matter what church we came from, the church will exist until the return of Christ. Now, what is the matter? The matter is strengthening the churches. We can ask, why do we need to strength, uh, strengthen the church? Many of you um, had uh, experience of flying in, in, uh, on the flights, and then we had, you know, listened to the air hostess saying, especially the one um, with, you know, if, if, the, if the flight um, is in trouble, the oxygen mask will drop. First, make sure that you put on your mask, then you put on the mask for your family members or whoever next to you. If you don't uh, put on the mask, you're going to die. Basically, so the same principles apply here as well. It's okay that we came into the church, we read the Bible, God spoke to us, we accept Christ, and then we are growing, growing in the Christ. Um, and also, it is equally important to strengthen ourselves with spiritual food along with um, physical food. The reason why is because we are living in the world, we are facing a lot of challenges, especially the challenges are contradicting of what we believed so far.
So that's why it is very, very important to go back to the Bible and see, is that actually true? A few weeks ago, one of my colleagues uh, sent me a video. Uh, uh, that video is actually about, you know, um, teaching uh, children about who is man, who is woman, and things like that. You know, th that is completely nonsense to me. The reason why is, I am a student of science, and I have studied anatomy, physiology, all the you know, allergy in, in, in medicine and nursing and so on. It is completely to go against what was taught by my teachers and what I practiced. You know, but nowadays, this is one of the things that, you know, it is going against the biblical principles or the Christian principles. Our children are confused. Coming home with, uh, mommy, our daddy, is this the way? How, how are we going to explain it? to them unless we know the biblical principles. That's why it is equally important that we spend some time to read Bible and then spend some time with our children as well. I was listening to one of the Bible teachers uh, who, is, who, is an, uh, who, is, who is an Irish guy from Northern Ireland, Professor John Lennox, um, who is a, a professor, retired professor of mathematics and also he is a professor in um, in, 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 in some languages and also he wrote as beautiful books. One of the books is about artificial intelligence. I think the title is called 2084. If you are interested, you can read about it. He is defending Christian faith on the basis of ethical points and things like that. I absolutely love his teaching. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, maybe if you are interested, I would encourage you to listen to him, Professor John Lennox uh, on the YouTube. So he was saying uh, on one of the speeches that um, parents, what do you do when you sit with your uh, sit uh, with your children on the dining table? What do you talk about? Do you fiddle with your mobile phone, or what do you do? Look, I'm not perfect in any way. I did sit on the dining table with my family. I did fiddle with my mobile phone. It challenged me as well. I am not. I am not one of them who is, you know, regularly. I'm not glued into the mobile phone uh, because, um, uh, you know, it doesn't suit me well. The reason why is I, I get headaches, so I can watch it for a while and then I have to throw it. Otherwise, I, I will be awake right in the middle of the day. And the hospital that I'm going to go in a few months' time, there will be no mobile phone in the hospital. So somewhat I'm getting training. So the point is, what are we doing when we are sitting with our family members? If we don't have our children, okay, that's okay. What are we doing when we are eating? What are, what are we talking to our, our family members? If they bring in issues like the one that I mentioned or any other issues from the school or the workplace or from the college, how are we going to respond to them? This is what Professor John Lennox was talking on one of the videos that I watched it. That encouraged me as well. Um, I'm not asking uh, everyone to you know, leave mobile phone because it's a technology now. But you know, when, when you read, uh, I haven't read that book, but I have listen to some of the, some of his speeches about the artificial intelligence it's amazing but at the same time the ethical point is very very important as well so i will leave it on this side and coming back to our topic now unless we are strengthened ourselves with the word of god we will not be able to strengthen others that's the point what is strengthen we all know what the strength means the strength primarily comes from waiting upon the lord as we sang a few minutes ago on the lovely wonderful um, worship song so basically, strength or strengthen means to re-establish or to make stable. That's what strengthen means. 
Well, let, let's see what are the core uh, principles for strengthening believers. As we all know, like two, two eyes and two ears, daily Bible reading and prayer. That is the, one of the core principles of strengthening believers and ourselves. Number two, weekly worship that we all do. Um, and then fellowship with other fellow uh, believers because we are all, uh, you know, some of us are very, very new to the Christian uh, faith. Others are uh, right in the middle. Others are growing. Others are still growing. So it's very good to listen to the fe uh, fe uh, fellow believers to see what they have experienced and, and to listen to their wisdom as well. Why, why, why is it important? We all know why is it important because we have to put up a good fight, uh, fight of our faith, not with the weapons, but with 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 the Bible, uh, biblical principles. Um, in First Timothy chapter six twelve, it talks about. Uh, fighting the good faith, uh, good faith of yourselves. So this is what Paul did. This is what our ancestors and uh, our parents did. We are encouraged to fight the good faith. Whenever we are challenged with any principles, we have to go back to the Bible and see what, it's, what it says about it. If you don't understand it, there are, as I said, it, ask fellow, fellow believers, or ask some of the people that you trust that they are going to, going to give you right answers, and then make sure you go back to the Bible and check, as the Berean believers did, is it right? Number two, in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 11, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 11, this is again very familiar to uh, Sunday school children and ourselves as well. Put on the armor of God, because armor of God, if you put on the breast, you know, faith, uh, armor of faith, you will be able to withstand it, uh, whatever um, the plots are against you and your core beliefs. Now, what is the context today? As I said to you, what is the crack? That is the context. So, Paul completed, we all know Paul ha, uh, had completed three mission trips. First mission trips, he, he, he went to the modern day Turkey region. So he went into modern day Turkey region, preached, established churches, uh, and then helped them, uh, helped them to uh, bring the elders. And then he also gave roles and responsibilities to, to leaders and elders as well. And then what he wanted to do, he just wanted to go back and see how they are doing, which is the good thing. Now, in few in, in few days' time, the school will be back. All children will be back to the school, and the secondary school children, especially the last two years, are the junior cert. You will you will have revision cards or whatever method the teacher ask ask you to do. What what they do? What we we did? We usually go back to the first first day and see. Okay, what was said? What I need to know? What area I am weak? What area I am strong? What area I need help? So revisiting those uh, fundamental principles is very, very important. So we, the children, are, we will be able to perform very well. So this is what they did. They went back, Paul went back to the modern day uh, Turkey and see how the young believers are doing in Christian faith. And we might ask uh, why Paul wanted to do it. The simple reason is there were a lot of um, in 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 Greek or Roman world back then there are a lot of a uh, uh, lot of uh, philosophies circulating that time. As we know, one of them is Gnosticism, legalism, and manyism. They, they were all floating around. So what uh, Paul 
was fighting against was there are some people they were very specific about whom they believe some of them thought that uh, the roman emperor were go uh, was gods the others thought that no there was no god things like that there were a lot of philosophies flo floating around that's why paul made sure that he wanted to go back to the areas where he preached and then he wanted to bring back to, uh, the believers into the faith of christ that's that's why he wanted to go back and revisit uh, those areas because there were many isms that were floating that is that is very very dangerous to the young believers now we come to the point what is the church if i ask what is the church many of us know because we all we all know what church means a church means basically an assembly of people back then when you look, look at the wikipedia whatever it is we see that people worshipped in some places, uh, in a small house, in, in Jewish uh, synagogue, in other places, they, they worshipped in caves. So basically an assembly is church, group of people where they assemble. The idea goes back to uh, the tabernacle time in the Old Testament, where the Old, uh, Old Testament people were worshipping right around the uh, tabernacle. So that is the idea behind the church. And in the New Testament, Again, it simply, uh, simply means not the building, it's a physical body of believers. Now, if you ask uh, Muslims or anybody else, um, you know, about a mosque or whatever, they say, okay, this mosque was built by uh, Muhammad or Ahmed, whatever it is, so they say. But the contrast is, as we know, in the Bible, in Galatia, Paul talks about Jesus Christ uh, in Acts as well, uh, Jesus Christ purchased the church by his own blood. So we are precious. So he shed the blood. So this is because we are, church is not limited only to the physical building. It, it also uh, um, uh, includes all the believers from all the country. So he shed blood for all the people. So the church is purchased by the blood of Christ. And then in the church, we all have our positions, not the position that we are in, where we are. So basically, all are equal to God. That's what the, uh, the New Testament uh, doctrine of faith or grace talks about it. We all have position in Christ. That means he is the only head. We are all members of the body of Christ. That's, that's one of the beautiful description of who we are um, in New Testament. That's what Paul is talking about it. And then... Paul also talks about the future in Christ in, Thess uh, in Thessalonians because many believers, uh, they lost their family members, they lost the hope. Will we ever see them again? So he, he penned a beautiful epistle of the future in Christ, which is the second coming and the time that we are going to live with Christ forever. What a be beautiful picture that is painted in the Bible that it was purchased by the blood of Christ uh, and we all have positions uh, in, in the church and he is the only head. We are all uh, members of the body of Christ. And also we have a wonderful future when he returns. This is a good side of it. The bad side of it, not really bad side of it. We all have to go through tribulations. Trials and temptations are for everyone. We are not immune to them. Whatever tribulation in terms of faith, we have to put on the armor of God, go back to the scripture, and by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit who is living, living with us will enable us to go, uh, go further in our faith. And also, it talks, uh, you know, in Philippians, Paul talks about church, uh, the joy 
right in the middle of persecution, how we can express joy. That is beautifully penned in Philippians. And not only that, he, because he, he fought against a lot of philosophies, isms, so he um, argued in such a way that supremacy of Christ is the most important thing than anybody else because some of them thought that the Roman emperor was God, others thought that the angels were the most important figure, they were the one to you know, bring the message in, uh, message to the people and things like that. Paul said, no, it's all nonsense. The supremacy and the sufficiency of Christ. Christ is the one who gives us resource for everything. And then, he also wrote, uh, many people believe, many scholars believe that Paul had penned down a book of Hebrews as well. There, you know, some uh, modern scholars uh, think otherwise, but again, when you look at the uh, book of Hebrews, it talks about superiority of Christ over Old Testament prophets, right? So the Old Testament prophets, this is very, very important because Jewish claim uh, that the, the, the Old Testament prophets are important. Muslims also think that the Old Testament prophets are important. But the problem is, when we look into uh, Luke chapter 24, when Jesus is explaining um, the scriptures, it goes from Moses to Jesus and then full stop. But with the other two groups, it's Kama, Kama, Kama. Maybe, maybe a Jewish had made a full stop, but with the Muslims, they say that after Jesus, blah, 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 and then Muhammad, and then they put full stop after Muhammad. But the scripture was written several hundred years well before Quran was written. This is the fact. So the point is, superiority of, the, superiority of Christ over Old Testament prophets and the angels. So it starts from Moses and then it ends with Christ. So what a, what a beautiful uh, description of church Paul has penned down in his epistles in the New Testament. This is what church is all about. Now, next is strengthening the churches. Um, so basically, when he visited the uh, cities, which is now in modern-day Turkey, um, they were all new believers because they, some of them were converted from Jew, uh, Jewism, and the, the other, other, others were converted from whatever belief they had. So they were all new converts. So he, he wanted to go back and see how they are doing. The reason behind was, when you go back to Acts, Acts chapter 14, you see Paul was stoned in Lystra. So Paul was afraid that if I was stoned in uh, Lystra, what about the young believers? So he had a serious concern about those growing believers. That's one of the reasons he wanted to go back. And if you go back to uh, Luke chapter 22:32, Luke chapter 22:32, Jesus set a pattern that you have to go back and strengthen. Uh, the young, uh, the, the believers. See, uh, this is the conversation between uh, Lord Jesus Christ and Peter in Luke chapter 22. So in 32, uh, the Lord uh, himself speak, uh, spoke to Peter and said, Peter, tend my sheep. And then in, in, in other verses, it says that, feed my lamb. We all know that um, lambs too is better than sheep too, but I don't think there is a sheep too. <laughs> Lamb is tender. So what, what, what it signifies is young believers are young. They are young. They are prone to get any sort of uh, false teaching. That's why Lord Jesus Christ himself set a pattern with Peter 
that you have to go and feed the young lamb. So this was the pattern Lord Jesus Christ set himself well before Paul did it. Maybe Paul could have got that idea from the pattern that Jesus Christ set in, uh, well before you know, his revisit. And then what is interesting is when you read uh, Acts chapter 16 2, it talks about um, you know uh, young Timothy who was Paul's companion as well. See that actually tells us that Paul is not just you know a talker. You can actually see some evidence of a man who was half Greek, half Jew and how he was very helpful in bringing the people into faith and who was a faithful companion to uh, Paul as well, when we read First um, Timothy and Second Timothy, it's all about instruction manual for pastors, leaders, and elders. So he, so Timothy is a result of Paul's faithful evangelism, or I would rather say, strengthening of believers. Now, why? The reason we 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 just see what church means in um, how Paul penned um, the components of church. In, in, in his uh, epistles. And then we also saw the meaning of church. And also we had seen Jesus Christ himself set a pattern that we should go and look after the young believers. Uh, and also, uh, <clears throat> sorry, um, sorry, and also we had seen uh, the results of, of Paul's faithful ministry, how young Timothy was helpful in the local church. Now, we, we are going to see a few more reasons why the strengthening of the believers was necessary for Paul to make a second trip to the churches that he visited. Second Corinthians uh, eleven twenty eight. Second Corinthians eleven twenty eight. In Second Corinthians uh, chapter eleven, he is talking about the concern for all churches. For example, I don't know how many of you come come home and talk something about your work or your day-to-day -day activities, for example. If you are interested in sports, you play some games and then you come back and speak to your family member about the sports. The family members may not uh, know everything about the sports or they have no interest, but they are just listening to it. As healthcare professionals, especially nurses, you know, we come home and then sometimes, or most of the time, we speak about what was going on. It's not that nurses are gossiping or we are breaking confidentiality, no, not, not, not like that. I asked this question to one of my uh, colleagues who has more experience than myself in the field of nursing. And he or she, I can't remember, said that, John, we are dealing with people and their emotions. So here, Paul is talking about feelings and emotions. That's why he has serious concern, because imagine if, you, if, if a founder was stoned to death, thankfully God rescued him. Imagine how far it is uh, very difficult for the young believers to grow in faith. So he had serious concerns for all the churches. That's why, that's one of the reasons he wanted to go back and visit. And then again, uh, in book of Galatians, uh, Galatians 4.19, Galatians 4.19, he, he wanted to, uh, you know, experience a labor pain so he could, you know, he could uh, bring them up to the Christ. That means he is sharing uh, a motherly love of, uh, um, of a pastor. So it's very difficult to you know, imagine. You know, I don't know anything about you know, labor pain, although I have delivered some, uh, some, uh, you know, some young ones and then I have witnessed Rebecca being born. But 
only ladies know the birth pain of it. So Paul wanted to experience that type of pain. I think it's, it's, it's beyond comprehension. That shows us that he doesn't have only concern. He also had a motherly love. Next, uh, he, he writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 9. You know, when you, when you read it, uh, you know, it, it's something like his mini CV. You know, his... Um, his you know, work profile. He says that he wanted to labor day and night. It is also evident in the book of Acts as well that he preached in some of the places until, until the early morning and then he left. I don't know how he did, but you know, if, you ask, if you ask my family, they would tell me that after 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, especially if I eat something, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, they'll watch the movie. But after 10 minutes, my worldview changes. They had to chase me out. But imagine, this guy was preaching all night long. I don't know how. Even in the military, after every four hours, especially after 12 midnight, the guard has to change. After 12 o'clock, whoever is on the watchtower has to come down. The next person goes there for two hours, and then the guy changes. But this chap, because he was anointed by Holy Spirit, because he has concern for all the churches, because he has motherly love, he didn't mind about his body, so he was preaching all night long. And how? Now we are coming to the uh, nearly coming to the conclusion. So how? How can we strengthen ourselves? And how can we strengthen the young believers? If you turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 24. Please turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Okay, Luke chapter 24, verses uh, 27, 32, 45. Just circle it, 27, 32, 45 of Luke chapter 24. This is the, uh, you know, um, experience, uh, uh, Emma's uh, experience uh, of the believers, uh, sorry, the disciples. So, disciples were walking uh, to a place called Emma's. And then Jesus appeared after his resurrection to strengthen the believers. If you read this uh, uh, portion carefully, and then if you circle it, uh, uh, sorry, if you underline the word, word in 27, let's see what 27 says. And the beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. This is the point, as we, as we, as we uh, heard it a few minutes ago. It's all about Christ, Christ himself. So underline the word expounded and then maybe, you know, you're all using different uh, in a version of Bible. Please go back and see what actually it means. Um, it's good to invest um, in a study Bible. If you don't have one, I would encourage you to do because, you know, the, the references, the cross references actually will, uh, you know, enlighten our understanding. And then in 32, um, and they said to one another, Did not our heart burn with us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? You can underline the word, he opened the scriptures. And then in 45, And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. We all know that uh, comprehension uh, is very, very important, especially, you know, in, few, in, a, in a week time, Children are going back to school. They have to comprehend a, a lot in the class. 
so as to we sometimes you know we sit in the church sometimes the message is uh, message ends in 15 sometimes 30 sometimes 45 sometimes it goes um, more as well so how do we comprehend only by asking and the holy spirit's help because holy spirit lives inside of us uh, as the bible um, as, uh, as some of the Bible scholars say, we have to read the Bible over and over again, like the way the children read the books over and over again. Then only we will be able to go back with the help of Holy Spirit, we will be able to understand. So you can underline the word, um, they might uh, you know, open the understanding, you can, uh, you can underline open their understanding, and then you can also underline comprehend the scripture. So please do go back and see what your Bible says about those verses. You know, that you, your Bible has, you know, some cross-references or whatever it is. Please do go back and see because this actually is one of the interesting uh, portions to me. Because Christ himself came back to his own disciples to expound the scriptures so they were strengthened because of these reasons and many other reasons after the res resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ's disciples get a lot of strength. That's one of the reasons they were able to carry on the torch for Jesus Christ. Now, coming to conclusion. Practical applications are, you know, reflection, whatever way you want to do it. If you are interested, please go back, uh, you know, find some time and then take a piece of paper and see what church did you come from? Who was, uh, who, whom it was founded by, and why is it still existing, and what's your current role, or what you want to do. You know, just reflect on, and then may, may the Holy Spirit will lead you to do something for the church. Not necessarily this church, maybe the church you came from, or the churches, but it is also equally important that, I know that we all contribute to, you know, uh, to our church, uh, no offense, but you know, just think about it. What other ways that we can, you know, help the churches to strengthen the believers? One of the things is pray. Let the Holy Spirit will guide you. Next, next is look for opportunities. It's, you know, look for opportunities. Sometimes, you know, it's like uh, hunting, uh, hunting for a job. We send CVs, nobody calls us. We get frustrated, but with gospel, it is not, maybe it is, it is the same, but we don't need to be disappointed because it is God who gives the direction, who gives the desire in us, who enables us to do. So until he opens it, don't jump into any opportunities because we may not like it once we, you know, emotionally we take some decision without consulting the Lord Jesus Christ through the scriptures. Local opportunities, always look for lo local opportunities. You know, if you have some overseas opportunities, fair enough, look for uh, local opportunities. One of the things, you know, you can find is UCB, Word, Word for Today. That's one of the books that comes uh, every, uh, every three months, I think. You can also read UCB Word on the mobile phone as well. But if you have book, in the book, they say that, okay, this is the month, this, is, this activity is going on. For example, I think when the farmers uh, plowing champ championship coming up, there is a truck uh, that is going to come into uh, Republic from Northern Ireland, and they, they have some plan like that. There are many opportunities that we would come across through local churches, local radio stations, local Christian organizations. Pray about it. If it is God's will, please do join with them. Make sure that 
we don't forget our church as well. Um, Acts 1.8, it says that, you know, the Holy Spirit will give us strength to do it. Now we, you know, we all enjoyed good summer, Indian summer, I suppose. Now we are back to four seasons uh, four season in a day, or winter, soon. Uh, tomorrow onwards, or maybe, you know, this week onwards, M50 will be full of cars, full of not people. Uh, traffic jam, and then schools are back. You know, our routine is going to be fast-tracked. So, how are we going to cope? I'm not an expert in giving you hope, but as we sang a few minutes ago uh, um, on the worship song, our Lord is our hope and our shelter and our refuge. As Psalms 46.1 says, the Lord is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1. I would encourage you to read as well if you are interested because that, that says beautifully that our Lord is our refuge, our strength, and a very present help in trouble. And James 1.5. If you lack wisdom, ask God. He will give you generously. Students, our young ones, our parents, whatever wisdom you need to strengthen yourselves first, strengthen the churches, strengthen the family members, whatever wisdom is, please pray for wisdom. God will give you wisdom through his words, through his, uh, you know, through his um, disciples, we will get wisdom. And then, the most important thing, as Archbishop said it to me a few months ago, oneness among all Christians, pray and do necessary step. Let's all do. Whenever possible, join with other Christians in terms of expressing our views when our biblical principles are challenged. You know, as I said to you, there are many issues that has been forced by the present government. I'm not a politician, but I'm just saying, you know, the politicians are the decision makers. So they are enforcing many things without consulting all the group. Uh, sometimes it can be, you know, frustrating for our children. We are okay because we have grown up. We know how to do it. When our children go to the school or colleges, because they are Christians, sometimes they feel that they are isolated. I would encourage you to come and talk to your parents. There are many support networks that is available in the schools and the colleges. They are done by young believers in Christ. Uh, for example, in, in Trinity, UCD, there are some Christian uh, union, CUI, Christian Union of Ireland. If you are in college, they are the one. Actually, they will support you if you face any sort of you know isolation or separation, whatever it is. So these support networks are next to your parents. Always bring back to your family. They are the first one because together we pray, God will give you strength. And then these networks as well. Join with, with, with these type of networks whenever possible so we don't feel isolated. And then as Timothy say, as, as Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 12, fight the good fight, uh, good fight of faith. That's, that's one of the responsibilities given to all of us as Christians. We have to fight with armor of God, not by ourselves. And lastly, Matthew chapter 16, 18. Satan cannot prevail. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church because Jesus Christ himself shed the blood and purchased all of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.
Could I ask uh, Rufus to pray and conclude?